<laughs> you know what? <laughs> Wait a welcome. minute. Welcome. Hold on. Hold welcome. on. No, no, no. I'm not welcome. No, this can't be a welcome. Welcome. I want. I want to go back to yesterday's tape. <laughs> I want to go back to yesterday's <laughs> tape. It said, "Who's going to win the game tomorrow?" And Mo said, "The Sixers. The Sixers who were who were leading at the four-minute mark left in the fourth quarter. The Sixers who were leading at the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter <laughs> against the Boston Celtics team, whose best player Jason Tatum hadn't been able to hit a shot all night." And then in the fourth but. quarter, Jason Tatum, four or five from behind the arc, 16 points. The entire Philly squad only scored 13 in the fourth. And Jason Tatum, the whole world, including myself, was ready to rip him to shreds. And he stepped up and he said, no. <laughs> what do you say, Bo? What do you say? I'm that guy. You're listening to the Hoop Genius <laughs> Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. Myself, Mo Mootsi, and the one, the only Mr. BJ Armstrong. We're here to break down tonight's playoff action for you. BJ, let's get straight into it. I was waiting for your call. Yeah, well, let's I get straight into it. I thought you'd call yeah, me at yeah. halftime. Jason Tatum starts the game zero from 10. Starts the game zero from 10. Okay. Rob Williams jumped into the starting lineup in place of Derek White. And it yes. was uh, it was great. You know, because he adds the new dimension of verticality. I think one of the first plays they ran was an alley-oop for Rob Williams. Adds the verticality, is making Embiid work a little bit more, showing him different looks to cover on defense. The Celtics' defense started so locked in. For the first five minutes of the game, Philly couldn't score in the paint because you got Al Horford mm -hmm. and Robert Williams protecting the hoop. And it worked so great um, that Joe Mazzuto decided to sub out Rob Williams and Philly went on a 7-0 run. Uh, <laughs> and the Celtics started turning the ball over four turnovers in the first uh, first seven minutes, two offensive rebounds for Philly. And that's when I was like, okay, cool. The Celtics have lost. Uh, little did I know <laughs> that uh, Jason Tatum would save them in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jason Tatum of the Celtics is the only NBA player in the last 20 years to have three or fewer points through the first three quarters of a playoff game and then proceed to outscore the entire opposing team in the fourth quarter. This game left oh. me speechless. This game left me speechless because I was ready to I was ready to unload the clip. Well. But they live to fight another day, game seven in Boston, which I still think Philly will win. But <laughs> they survived today. Oh God, Mo, you know, you are really funny. You you are really funny. You know, this is a win-win for you no matter what. It's if always Philly wins, you win. BJ. If Boston wins, you win. So every oh, situation <laughs> is a win-win. A wise man once said, a very oh, wise man said. once said, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's Make how the game is played. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning here. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> so I'm taking notes. Okay. Let's let's talk about this though. Celtics, they got by. And credit to them. Jason Tatum having one of the worst, the first three quarters were the worst I've ever seen Jason Tatum play. Ever. Mm -hmm. Everything was either a forced three-pointer or a drive to the hoop. There was no post-up, no mid-range game. It was shocking. 
Okay. But credit to them. Embiid and Maxi both finished with 26 points. Harden only had 13. No other player for Philly scored in double digits. They did a great job guarding the Sixers tonight. The defense was so locked in. It was amazing to watch. Philly as a team went 36% from the field, 23% from behind the arc. The Celtics, obviously, you know that when they shoot above 40% from three, they win the game. They shot 15 of 35. That's 42.9%. The worrying part was in the third quarter where the Celtics went one from seven from behind the arc. And that's when Philly got back into the game, took the lead. And that's where the wheels mm -hmm. looked like they were starting to fall off. But it goes back to that game. I think it was like February 25th. Remember when Jason Tatum had an all-time horrible game? And then hit the game winner mm -hmm. against the Sixers. And you said to me here on the show, Tatum sent a message to the Sixers saying, even if I have a bad game, I'll still find a way to beat you. And that's exactly what he did tonight. That was like, I know everyone was ready to completely say he's not the guy, he's not superstar. But what he did in that final five minutes, that's something special. Because a lot of players would have lost their confidence and not even taking the shots that he took. He was shooting threes over Embiid with 30 seconds left to go in the game. A lot of players would have lost their confidence. And credit to him for sticking with it. That's true superstar DNA. Sticking with it and then making them when it counts. Obviously, it would have been a lot easier if he had just made a few shots throughout the game. But you know the Boston Celtics like to do it the hard way. So credit to him. Game seven in Boston, where Boston have really struggled at home over the last few years in the playoffs. What are you thinking? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about that one? Well, well, I mean, this is, they're consistent. You got to give them that. They are consistent. They, Consistently inconsistent. Are, <laughs> yes. And, you know, and that's, that's the NBA. I, but I, I like it. I, I like, I like this team. They, 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 it's one thing you, you can't say about these guys. They are a tough minded group. You know, they, they, they stay in the fight. So I, I I like their DNA. I would like for them to maybe learn from these valuable lessons. But hey, they 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 do what they got to do. Now, for the most part, Mo, you can say this about great players, okay? 99% of the time. They're not going to have two. So this to me, is... They're not going to have plus. two consecutive bad games, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, Jason Tatum is not, not going to have another bad game. I mean, he's a great player. He's, you know, he's happy that they won. He did what he had to do. But he also knows that he can't afford to have another letdown because the, sex, the Sixers, with if you told me that he was going to go, what, 5 for 21... In the in in game six, you would be like pretty good. Sixers would be like really, okay. yeah. And, and Al Horford only that. hit one shot the whole night. That's what I'm saying. So now you're so now the Celtics are like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. And so I think I I I I feel pretty good for the Sixers. And, and look, look for the this Sixers. Is why you played? I mean, I feel pretty good for the Celtics. Game seven at home. That crowd there in Boston is going to be rocking, right? The, the, the TD Garden is going to be rocking. You know, I remember when we went up there last year, Mo. I mean, it was great for the NBA Finals. I mean, yes, it was it was, just, it was great energy. I mean, you know, you and I had fun, right? We we had it fun. was the best time of my life. It it was we had fun. Up you know, it's six. going to be packed. You know, there's a huge huge rivalry there 
Philadelphia, Boston. But I'm expecting Boston to win. I mean, I, I really am. I'm expecting Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You know, I was really happy to see Rob Williams inserted in the lineup, give him a little vertical play at the basket. Now, Joel Embiid is going to have to defend differently because he they could just throw it over the top to him. Whereas mm-hmm. with Al, you know, you, Al is hanging out at the three-point line. It so. reminded me, not even just the vertical threat, but just having two bigs on the floor reminded me of when they used to play Al Horford next to Aaron Baines. Now, obviously, Aaron Baines is just more of a physical player, screen setter, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But just having the two big bodies so that it's harder to get a right. switch of Embiid onto a smaller defender mm-hmm. is a big mm-hmm. plus for the Celtics. So, but then he, but here's the thing. On the other hand, now Philadelphia has game footage of what mm-hmm. they have to do to counter that now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice move by Joe Mazzula. Okay. You know, Joe Mazzula, you know, he's, he's been, you know, they've been tough on him up there, but that was a nice move by him and the staff to insert Rob Williams in there, shore up your defense, shore up your physicality, and then live with the results. And tonight the results were great. So as I said before game one, when you have a, a, you know, it's hard to play against someone or a team where you don't know what, what it looks like. You know, you go out there, it's like playing in game one, you know, like, you know, when you're the home team, like everyone expects you to win, but you don't know really because you, the other team could come in and and show you something you hadn't seen, you know? Yeah. It's always tough. So I think now Doc Rivers and company, they'll, they will figure out what they're going to do and attack them. Now that to me is going to be the key. Like the first five to seven minutes of the game seven will be key because they're going to, both teams are going to provide the menu of how they can attack the other team in particular, Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. Because they're going to want to get a good start, you know, at the beginning of the game to, to, to really neutralize the crowd. And then from there, Mo, we'll figure out what they're going to do. And, but when it's all said and done, I, I think the Celtics, you know, they, I think they'll figure it out. I think they'll figure I, it out, advance and move to, to the conference finals. I will be intrigued to see what Doc Rivers does. This is going to be his 16th game seven. He has lost nine of those game seven so far, four more than mm-hmm. any other head coach. Tonight, he lost his 32nd series clinching game as a head coach the most in NBA history. So we're going to see what Doc Rivers does in this game. Um, Right. But that wasn't the only game that happened tonight. I had a great night. Not only did the Celtics win, but our good friend Chris Paul, for the second year straight, has remained sober and beaten his addiction. Because in 2021, he said that he was addicted to playing in the NBA Finals. And for yet another season, he has not made it as the Phoenix Suns were crushed by the Denver Nuggets. Utterly humiliated for the second year in a row at home in a crucial game. Now, the Celtics, the final score of that game was 95-86. So Philly put up 86 points in the entire game. The Denver Nuggets went into Phoenix and put up 81 points in the first half. How about that? The game was done. I rang that? you at half time and you were out in your car. Oh, you were like, I've had enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to take a drive, Mo. I, I mean, I, I couldn't. I mean, Mo, I mean, they had like. You just what, said, I got a clip. I had it at half time. I'm not even a Suns yeah, fan. Yeah, Mo, it, 
it was like 44 to 26 at, at in the first quarter. I mean, it was like, what? And then they followed the second quarter with like 36 or 37 points. And you're this like, is, this is a tradition because last year in game seven at home against the Dallas Mavericks, they were losing 57 to 27 at halftime, 30 point deficit at halftime in an elimination game. 30 points at halftime. Kevin Durant in that first half had eight points, two of 11 from the field, and he was a minus 13. How many turnovers did he have? Because his turnovers were once again very high. Um, let me check the uh, let me check the stat sheet in the in the first half. Because his stats, if you've woken up now and you've just looked at the box score and thought, okay, cool, KD scored uh KD scored 23 points, he did okay. He uh he turned the ball, it was just a couple of times, but it felt like a lot more. The Suns just completely fell apart. Yeah. They were playing without well, yeah, like DeAndre Ayton. He only had four turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah but if, I think as a team, you know, it felt like a lot more because the Suns were just getting out. Like, he got outplayed by Kentavious Caldwell-Pope in the first half. That's Kevin Durant. Um, you know, it, it's very embarrassing. Um, another chubby-looking European guy has gone into the arena and humiliated them to eliminate them from the playoffs. That's becoming a tradition. So maybe... Uh, if you face the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs next year and you want another chubby European guy to come in and beat them, maybe put me on your roster and see what I can do in a game seven or a game six. <laughs> if that's if that's the trend. I, I got a nice jump hook. That's pretty funny. I got that's up and really under. Funny, actually. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty funny. Devin Booker left the arena without speaking to the media. Um, oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> he left the arena without speaking to the media. Oh. Devin no. Booker in elimination games is averaging 14 points, four turnovers, 30% from the field, 7% from three, is a minus 84 and has gone 0-3 in elimination games. So for all the great things he did when there wasn't a lot of pressure, when the pressure was on, it was not good for Devin Booker. Phoenix Suns, you know, I'm not... Here's the thing. I was thinking I could go on a rant about Kevin Durant or the Phoenix Suns or the team or whatever. The, the reality of the situation is they made a trade at the deadline and got rid of all their depth and all of their defense in order to acquire a superstar who was then injured and barely, even think he played like 15 games with this team before the playoffs. Okay, we'll see what happens next year when you have an off-season, restructure your roster, have a training camp, and da-da-da. But all these people who tell me Kevin Durant's a top 10 player of all time, Kevin Durant's the best scorer we've ever seen, Kevin Durant's the best player in the world, I never want to hear none of you lot tell me any of that again. Respectfully. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because even though you lost, it's the way in which you lost. That was a humiliation. Eight points in the first half while the other team puts up 81. I get it. It's a team game, but come on, dog. Come on. Two of 11 from the field. Come on. Come on. Come on. What's really going on? What's really going on? Okay. Devin Booker needs to be held accountable too. It's not just on KD, it's on Devin Booker as well. I mean, the other thing is DeAndre Ayton didn't play. He was injured, but I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'm not saying he was pretending to be injured, but I'm not saying that I'm the doctor who cleared him for the injury. I'm just saying that's interesting. Like this whole season, the fact that he signed with the Pacers, then the Phoenix Suns forced him to come back to a situation he was clearly unhappy in. And then Monty Williams and him don't speak for the entire summer. And then throughout the playoffs, even in huddles, when people talk to him, he just gets up and walks away. That's a serious issue. This is the guy you pick number one in the draft. You match the contract extension. That's a serious issue. Now, Chris Paul, 
obviously injuries are unfortunate and we hate them to happen, but it feels like every single playoff run, Chris Paul picks up some sort of injury. That's not his fault, but I'm just saying you've got to be prepared. You've got to have depth on your roster. We had, you know, we had a great game from Cameron Payne. 31 points. But if you're relying yeah, on Cameron, yeah. if you're relying on yeah. Cameron Payne to keep your postseason alive, you're not, you've not made a great roster. Credit to Cameron Payne for doing what he did. But if you constructed your yeah. roster in a way where that's the guy you're relying on, that's you're, you're relying on him. Okay. Good luck. You start in Jock Landau. Okay. Biz only gets seven minutes. Okay. Am I surprised you got blown out? You're going up against the Joker. Why not some physicality on the defensive side of the ball? Maybe some hard fouls even. Maybe try to throw him off his game. Maybe do what Dwight Howard did when he was on the Lakers playing against the Nuggets in the conference finals and just be a pest and get into his head. Get him to pick up a technical. Get him in foul trouble early. Why don't you try that? But maybe that's just me. I don't know. I'm not an NBA coach. I'm not an NBA executive. Maybe I don't know. But maybe that's just me, BJ. I don't know. What did you see in this one? Well, you know, Mo, anytime you lose in the fashion in which they lost, that, that's very difficult, right? That's a, that's a difficult loss. It's a difficult situation to swallow. There was a lot of hope, especially with the big trade that they made here with Kevin Durant. However, they're going to have to regroup this summer. And they're going to have to figure out, Mo, how to put together a team, all right? Meaning guys are going to figure out what style and what brand of basketball they're going to need to play. Um. I don't know what they're going to do with Aiden, but I'm going to assume that's going to be a big question mark for them. trade him for Kyrie Irving is what I think they're going to do, and then look to move Chris Paul elsewhere. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is, Mo. But I'm just saying you're going to have to do something, and whatever you do, Mo, you're going to have to get it right. Okay, so um. You know, give those guys credit. I, I talking about Phoenix. I thought they they showed some things. Obviously, Kevin Durant and especially offensively, and, and and Devin Booker were able to put together a couple games. But overall, the Joker was just too much. I mean, he was just. But you say dominant, okay? He dominated that game. He, he averaged he the whole series, the series. A thirty point triple double over the series. Yeah, he had a fifty three I mean, piece he, in that. Yeah, he dominated the entire. I mean, he just dominated the entire series. I mean, you know, you you don't stop him, but you can't let him just dominate you. And that's what he did. So congratulations to the Nuggets. They are in the conference finals, which is fabulous. And you know what, Mo? They they look like they're they look like they're the best team right now, okay, in the in the in the in the Western Conference. Ooh. But but you know, you 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 know, you gotta get it done. So we'll see what happens and we'll see who advances between your Lakers <laughs> and the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Who do you think is winning game six between the Lakes and the Warriors in LA? Well, I, I'm just, I'm just, we spoke I'm about not going to, you, you're, you're going with the Warriors. I know we have, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to bet against the champions. I, I got to give them their respect. I have to, but do you see, as I told you, do you see the Lakers is, making, is, sorry, do you see the Lakers no. making a move with Jared Vanderbilt, who didn't get a lot of minutes in the last game? Like how Steve Kerr's made these adjustments. Do you see Darvin Ham doing something similar tonight? For what reason? Um, having additional offense who just doesn't get ignored every time they're on offense or the Warriors are on defense. Well, you know, I, 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 ha I, I try to stay principled to winning basketball tactics. And the first principle is, 
I got to first figure out how to be disruptive and figure out how to contain, take away something on the defensive end. So it's nice to think offensively and to say, hey, I want to score. But if you don't score and I don't score, the score is still 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> we so, know that. So that, that's – I'm going to stay true to that principle because that is the principle of what winning basketball looks like. Now, I'll, 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 I'll say it again. I watched Draymond Green – and these guys sc- score. I mean, he had 20 points alone in game five. Draymond tends so, to step up in elimination games. So this is what I'm saying. So, you know, everyone tends to think, well, he's got to make that shot from the three. He's got to make – no, he's got to see the ball go through the basket, and he's got to figure out how to get himself in position to the shots he know he can make. You know, everyone always asks me – people ask me, what's the key to shooting? You know, what, what, you know, what's, what's piece of advice, shoot the shots, you know, you can make, that's the key. Like everyone can't shoot like Steph Curry. Yeah. But there's a shot on the floor, Mo, that I feel I can make 80%, 90% of the time. And and that's why if you play basketball with me, you will only see post-up fadeaways and jump hooks and nothing yeah, else. So if, that, if that's a shot. So, <laughs> so, I mean, this kid Vanderbilt is a very valuable player to him. Right. And yeah. especially defensively. It defensively, so I, I I wouldn't change, but that's just me. I like what he does, but now offensively, let's figure out how to put him. Let's put him in the floor where he can. Like I would, know, I would like to see like screen do. screening with when LeBron's got the ball, use him as a screener for LeBron. If you're gonna guard him yeah, with a guy, if the guy's you know, playing off him, or, or get into dribble handoffs, and then you're getting wide open shots for guys like Austin Reeves and D'Lo and Schroeder. Like there's ways because he's there's ways that you can take non-shooters and make them offensive threats in order yeah. to get shots for their teammates, as we see yeah. Jermon Green doing. But Steve Nash couldn't figure that out with Ben Simmons, or the Sixers couldn't figure that out with Ben Simmons. But um, what about the other game, the six, uh, the Sixers, the Knicks, and the Miami Heat? You know. Because because I I don't see Jalen Brunson being able to go for forty eight minutes again. <laughs> Like, well, God bless I, 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 I'm just going to say what I see, but who knows? I, I'm, I'm going to say the Miami Heat, but I, I've been saying this more. I, I, I really, I picked the Knicks to win the series. So I'm just going to stick with my pick, but mm-hmm. it certainly looks like the Miami Heat. But I'm going to pick, I'm going to stick with my pick at the beginning of the series, yeah. which was the New York Knicks. I thought the New York Knicks were, they were the deeper team. I thought they had more depth. I thought they could wear down the Miami Heat due to injuries, so forth and so on. However, the Heat are in position now to close it out at home. And I think it would be fascinating to get to a game seven just to see what happens. But the Knicks got to go out there and win this game. So, um, but it's not looking good for the I'm, for, for the Knicks. Like right you now. said earlier in the show, great players don't have two bad games in a row. I'm expecting something That's huge right. from Jimmy Butler back in Miami. Yes, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to be here tomorrow for you guys breaking it down nice and early in the morning if you do not stay up for the games. But it's Friday night basketball in the playoffs. It doesn't get much better than that. And Friday night and we will be here. We and, will and be here. Then there's no games on Saturday. But Sunday, no games. We've, got, we've got a game seven between the Celtics and the Knicks. And oh. potentially, depending on what happens tonight, a game seven between the Warriors and the Lakers. What a day and that would be. 
And when, and when would the game seven be for the Knicks? Monday night. Oh, Monday night. Okay. Monday night. And then the Western Conference Finals begin on Tuesday. It just doesn't stop. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying my weekend. I'm enjoying my weekend right now. This is great. Man, No I game on Saturday. I love it. If you guys love it as well, please do subscribe to the show and uh, help support us as we continue to push this. We appreciate it. Let's you. go Celtics! Hey! <laughs> Let's go Celtics! I never in my life thought I'd hear BJ Armstrong saying that. I'm going to clip that up and use it every day. That's my new ringtone. <laughs> I'm going to set it as my text alert. When BJ, when BJ texts me with a thumbs up emoji instead of a real response, I'm going to set that as the alert. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, we appreciate awesome. you guys for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate Jason Tatum coming to life in the fourth quarter. And uh, most importantly, get buckets.